This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Hey, it's Seamus from Newhoff Media Lafayette, and this is Inside Our Towns, the podcast about the people and places that make our communities great. Season one, episode six. It's brought to you by Arconic Lafayette. If it flies or drives, we are on it. Arconic is the leader in the production of world-class aluminum products that transform the way we fly, drive, and build. And our guest this month is the CEO of Greater Lafayette Commerce, Scott Walker. Scott, first off, how you doing, man? Good, Seamus. How are you? We're doing good. Now, have you ever done a podcast before? I have. I have been on a podcast before, so it's fun, and I'm looking forward to this one. Well, good. I've only done six of these, so I was hoping you would say no, so you didn't know how an actual podcast was supposed to run. But now the bar... That's what you do right off the bat. You got to set the bar too high for me, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> well, and, and, and to be quite honest, I've been listening to podcasts for years now, so I'm afraid the bar is really high. Sorry oh, about that. Yeah, I'm in trouble. I don't even have background music. Maybe I'll add that in post just for you. Just a little something, something, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, um, where did you grow up? So you're not from the Lafayette area, if I remember correctly. Have you been in town? Ta- is it five years or that you've been here? Six and a half. Six and a half. All right. But where are you, where are you originally from, man? I grew up in Michigan, outside of Flint, Michigan. I went to uh, college there. I uh, grew up and, and knew I wanted to leave. And so <laughs> I, uh, I had a job uh, after uh, during college and after graduation, I worked all throughout the Midwest and was in Miami, Florida for a bit, and then uh, ended up in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, with a sales territory that was uh, all of Southeast U.S., so I traveled a lot, and then uh, in the mid-90s, made a shift back to the Detroit area to work in the auto industry. Wow. You Okay. So what were you, when you had the sales area, what were you, what were you selling? It was actually I was working for uh, Illinois Tool Works in their uh, uh, shakeproof division, selling uh, fasteners. So all sorts of uh, screws, nuts, bolts, other types of fasteners, and selling engineered solutions for those. So I was a sales engineer and called on uh, about 25 accounts in the southeast U.S. and uh, got to travel around a lot, meet a lot of really cool people, and. Um, and then decided to make a jump into the auto industry. And I was there for about eight years, and I um, worked for TRW Automotive selling braking systems. It sounds like that would be a lot of lunches. Did you have a lot of lunch meetings, Scott? <laughs> there were. It was the auto industry, too, right? <laughs> so there were lots of lunches and lots of lots of fun stuff like that. And then... Uh, Got into uh, got an MBA from Michigan State University, and then uh, in 2004 decided that I wanted to make a switch and jumped into economic development in Midland, Michigan, working to help uh, help Michigan try to stem the tide of a single state recession they were in, and uh, get new investment, new job creation to happen in Michigan. And I did that for about 10 years, and then got recruited down here to run Greater Lafayette Commerce. So when you made the jump to, and this is what you worry about, that your whole life is about economic development, and it's about all about the businesses, the small businesses, and everyone being successful in this market, you know, with the Lafayette and West Lafayette. So 
What was when when you made that decision to go into that field? What prompted that? I mean, it's not like, hey, I don't want to do sales anymore. There had to be something that that said, hey, this I think I can make an impact here. What was it that made you decide to go in this direction? There actually was there was a uh, there was a there was something that happened. So I I worked on we closed. I was part of the team that closed four plants in Michigan. So Ooh. I closed four of the part supplying plants for TRW Automotive in Michigan, and then uh, heard about economic development and thought. I would much rather sit on that side of the table trying to get new investment in and trying to uh, help companies that were uh, in Michigan at that point be successful so that they didn't have to close. So, yeah, so I I participated in some plant shutdowns. They were all, you know, there weren't uh, large workforce uh, issues that came out of that, and people, you know, found work. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, as horrible as some of those that you hear about, but it was still disruption. And as an engineer, I really lamented sending manufacturing out of the Midwest to, it was called at the time, low-cost countries. Mm -hmm. And so that really did bother me. And so that was why when this job opportunity, uh, the the first one to get into economic development, and subsequently why I've stayed in it for a career, is because I do love the work of getting investment to happen in our communities in the Midwest and help those communities be successful for the long term. Okay, so now let's talk about the past year where you've worked with companies and seen companies have to not be able to bring their employees in. A lot of uh, businesses, you know, not as many as in some towns, but we've had some uh, closures. So how has the last year been? If your drive is to build economic development, what was the last year like for you? Yeah, it was it was a, it was a little a little tough in that uh, it's uncharted territory, right? So, uh, as companies uh, you know had to you know pull tight. Fortunately, our manufacturers they all had you know a period of time where they shut down, uh, but then they ramped back up when they figured out how to uh, how to help their uh, workers be safe, but while still being productive. Uh, that was a boon for our economy, and I think that you know. Our state did a uh, did a better job, would get higher marks in, in my report card than other states in managing the pandemic and keeping uh, maybe uh, market opportunities for our small businesses uh, alive and thriving um, compared to what other states have done with, you know, intermittent shutdowns and, and other things that they did. So it was tough. We saw, you know, there's a number of economic development projects that, while we can't talk about them yet, that still happened. Uh, last year and into this year that will come to fruition. And so there are still some great things happening. We saw, you know, we saw the Coca-Cola company here uh, make a strategic decision to uh, consolidate some operations, and those types of things happen. Uh, We also saw uh, a manufacturer as well make some uh, decisions that are going to impact the community uh, to, you know, a a small extent, and most of those employees will find something relatively quickly who have been um, discharged. Uh, but still, though we know those things happen, so that's why it's important that we continue to work on uh, projects like Saab that landed and uh, will start production here relatively quickly, and that we help. You know, Subaru announced last year that they're they're going to consolidate some operations from around the U.S. and move them here and create uh, create you know. 
150 to 200 new jobs here in the community as well. So that's why that's why we do that work. We know that sometimes there will be market conditions and and shocks that happen, like the pandemic, that just change how companies have to operate. So we always want to continue to support the companies that are here, but also attract new companies in. You're listening to Insider Towns, the podcast. Uh, we have our guest, CEO of Greater Lafayette Commerce, Scott Walker, brought to you by Arconic. If it flies or drives, we are on it. So what is the main goal of Greater Lafayette Commerce? Because I think people, you know, they they see the name, they see you guys doing different things. But if, if you had to boil it down to what is your main goal as a as a company here in town, as a, as a community resource, which you guys really are? Yeah, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna spin that into three three okay. goals. So so the the first is uh, it's it's about talent for us, and it's uh, what we know in the Midwest is that communities that are that aren't growing are shrinking, and when that happens, you end up with situations like you know my hometown in Flint, Michigan, where you have infrastructure that needs to be reinvested in, but you no longer have the tax base to support that investment. And you get, you know, bad things happen with, you know, poor decision making that comes out of that. So while, you know, we might have some people who say we're just the right size and we don't need to grow, we we need that new investment because if you're not growing, then you're not getting new investment. And the way our tax bases are set up, you're not, uh, you don't have additional funds to pay for that ever-increasing cost of infrastructure. So our goal is to, uh, our talent is to increase the number of people here uh, by 2026 to be around 212,000 people. Uh, We also want to raise the the wealth of the community. So we want to have the median household income here increase to be beyond the state of Indiana and beyond uh, the U.S. as well. That's a goal. So we want more jobs here is part of that. So we have to have, you know, to get that 25,000 more people, which gets us to 212,000 people, we have to have about 5,000 new economic base jobs. And we need those to pay a really great salary so that it raises the median household income. And then the third part of that, so it's talent, jobs, and, uh, and the third part is business success. So we want to help all of our businesses that are here be successful and that's really what we saw over the course of the pandemic was we had to pivot a lot of the things that um, in 2019 made sense from the work we were doing to help business owners be successful had to change because it became about, well, how do you manage a, a remote workforce? What do we do when our business model is no longer um, available? We don't, our customers aren't going to come into our restaurant. Our customers aren't going to come into our shops. How do we pivot to do something different so that we can make revenue? And, how do we take advantage of some of those programs that were out there? So we hosted a lot of virtual events around um, all of those topics to help our businesses be successful. So, so the last goal, again, is around business success. And so we want to make sure that we're in an environment where our businesses are successful. And that's, you know, critical part of a vibrant economy. Does it surprise you the amount of businesses that opened in the last year? Because that Really, I mean, you would see it. I mean, obviously, we'd make a big deal out of it because it was a sign of life, right? And that's what we're all looking for during the pandemic is a sign of economic growth. But there was a lot of businesses, especially in downtown, that said, you know what? We're just opening. We're going to do this thing. So did that surprise you at all? It did. It did. And that's, you know, that is the American condition, right? So 
So, you know, the, you know, the American way and, and uh, the next, you know, our kids have, have it better than we do. Well, I think the real American condition is um, the sense of entrepreneurialism that we have, that individuals take a leap of faith to, you know, invest their life savings and maybe their, you know, family's life savings into a new venture with an idea that they can make something and bring something to the marketplace that will that people will find valuable. And so it is incredibly admirable. We've been, uh, we've been doing a lot of grand openings and ribbon cuttings associated with that. And we're helping some that, Abby, you're right, that started last summer. So we're doing anniversary <laughs> ribbon cuttings that made it through their first year, right? So, so that is one of our philosophies is we want to, we want to uh, partner with our business owners and, and, you know, do that, help them celebrate. I think the number is some, somewhere around 90% of us will never start our own business, right? Yep. And then, you know, the, the, um, the challenge for business owners is immense. And so we want to we partner with them and help them be successful. And when they're celebrating, we want to help them celebrate and bring recognition to them for, for such an achievement. Just opening a business is an achievement, um, let alone, you know, those that, that do make it, they figure out the market and they make it for five years. So, um, so we do want to help them, but yeah, the, uh, it has been, you know, it's remarkable here about the new, the, the new starts. And if you think about the, the businesses, especially the restaurants and the B2Cs, we, we didn't see there's places around the country where, you know, significant percentage of them have gone out of business and aren't coming back. We've been fortunate here. We haven't had that mass shutdown um, like other places had. This is Inside Our Towns, the podcast um, brought to you by Arconic. If it flies or dries, we're on it. We're talking with CEO of Greater Lafayette Commerce, Scott Walker. And uh, one of the things you guys are known for is obviously Small Business of the Month. So tell us how Small Business of the Month works. Hey, by the way, uh, Newhoff Media won it uh, a couple of years ago, just saying. But we got the plaque. But how does that work? March of March of 2019. Yep, was it? Okay, I remember that one. You looked it up. Yeah, I didn't. I, was, I wasn't able to be there. So, yeah, I do remember you weren't there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so it was. Uh, so it's a it's a great program we've been doing for uh, uh, 25 years, I think, or more, and it really honors the uh, companies that are excelling here in the community. And there's an application process. The application is out online. You can nominate anyone. It's up to the business, businesses to fill out that application. Or because of the pandemic, we also launched a virtual process. So if the business wants to participate that way, we can interview them. And then our committee will review the, the interview or the application and take a vote on whether or not they'd be small business of the year. And on the committee... We have technical business experts, some who have been, you know, have owned their own businesses for years and have been successful, or uh, their uh, their bankers, their uh, CPAs, and their their attorneys. Those business uh, support uh, providers who who understand what it takes to be successful as well. So, yeah, it's a great program. I encourage uh, everyone to apply. This month's winner was Haley's Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a great story that one is. They started uh, in the late 70s and had a grand opening. And they, uh, as, uh, as they said, they, they sold three, uh, three, they cut three keys that day. 
their grand opening day <laughs> and uh, made 67 cents or something like that. And so they, they realize they're going to need some help along the way. So, so, uh, so that's what we want to honor is those, those entrepreneurs who jump in and take a risk and then figure it out as they go. Let me put you on the spot. So you're, you're in charge of economic development. That's what your goal is. But is there one business that it still irks you that they haven't opened up a shop here in Lafayette or West Lafayette yet? One business that you'd like to see uh, come would, into town? I, I want to see. Uh, so, so if it was, uh, you know, great companies that are out there, I'll tell you. So I love companies like Saab. I'm, I'm an engineer, and so putting, putting uh, metal in the air and flying it at, at the, the well, um, Mach 1, Mach 2 is just incredible to me. So I love manufacturing. I love what we can do uh, as a as a, as a people to uh, make technology um, work. And then, so, so I like that. I like privately held companies too. Schweitzer Engineering Lab Laboratories is here and they're an employee owned company. What a great story they are and how they treat their uh, employees. Um, so, so I like, uh, I like those as well. As far as like a type of business that, that I, I would love to see here. My wife and I moved from kind of the middle of Michigan, and so at that point there weren't a lot of restaurants around that area. So when we moved here, we loved the amount of restaurants and the choices we have here, and it's just gotten better, really. And so, if anything, I'd love to see more more businesses in the restaurant space, and uh, and even maybe maybe a Chicago style pizza. <laughs> A real that Chicago would, style pizza would, with water from Chicago, Chicago, right? I want a water truck yeah. driving down from Chicago to make the pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, one last question. What do you see for our area in the next five years? You're big at forecasting. This is part of what you do. So what do you see for our area over the next five years? Well, I, I see us continuing to see, you know, more housing development is, to meet the market need for our economy. We, you know, pre-pandemic, we, our unemployment rate, I think in February, at one point, they said our unemployment rate of February, 2020 was 2.9%. Wow. And we had thousands of jobs open. And, uh, and today we've got 4,000, I think 4,400 jobs open in Tippecanoe County with an unemployment rate that maybe just eked up over 4%. Mm-hmm. And so, so we still we're 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 in that state where we still need we just need more people here. So um, part of that solving the housing needs that we have. We need more houses. We need more housing stock, and so we'll continue to see more developments in that way. And then uh, I see us I see us landing some you know really cool companies doing high tech things and some you know great things coming out of Purdue University and the Purdue Research Foundation that will just be uh, just be astounding. I think. Uh, it's, it, things are looking good for Lafayette and West Lafayette, and you guys are a big part of that. So I appreciate it very much. You uh, sitting in on the podcast inside our towns, and of course, where's a website where they can find out more about you guys? It's GreaterLafayetteCommerce.com, and we also, in partnership with uh, with all of our partners here, we've launched GreaterLafayetteIND.com. And that's our talent attraction and economic development site for outward focus, for people to learn about the community and why they can be successful here. 
CEO of Greater Lafayette Commerce, Scott Walker. Thank you so much for taking the time. This is very enlightening, and uh, I, I hope that it lives up to your standards. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The music would be nice, but we'll live without it for now, Shane. I'll put a little something underneath you. I'll get you a little something. (laughs) You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.